0: Welcome to Grass Half Empty, a sports podcast with more negativity than an Arctic thermometer. Today's topic, the Premier League. Here to discuss the upcoming season, our predictions for the league table, the prospects of the Big Six, and our guests' two favourite teams, Newcastle and Chelsea, are Daniel Eggleston and Sonny Erickson. Guys, welcome to the pod. Pleasure Pleasure to join you. Thank
1: you. We've <laughs> got the name wrong already, Cam, which is class because it's. Ours. Did I? Oh, yeah, I knew.
0: It. I've got dyslexia in the family. Not respect, <laughs> mate. Respect. <laughs> I knew
1: I'd get oh, something. Wrong. Yeah, well, thanks for introducing everyone but me, Cam. And I uh, care about you. yeah, um, so yeah, today's podcast, um, we're going to talk Premier League. We've got die-hard, lifelong Newcastle and Chelsea fans. Although Sunny's about twelve, so lifelong isn't really cutting it. <laughs> um, so we're going to start with excuse We're going to start with Newcastle. I think Daniel. Yeah. And why don't you talk <laughs> us through what's happened so far? Obviously, Rafa's gone. And your two strikers are gone, and then you signed some rando that we've never heard of. So why don't you enlighten us how you're feeling in the camp, and even enlighten us on this transfer, because I have no idea who he is. There's a
2: real air of positivity around the club at the moment. We have a dynamic dynamic new manager. uh, Broken the bank to bring in this Brazilian superstar. So yeah, there's a real bounce of positivity back at St. James's for the upcoming season. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, that is obviously the bullshit. Uh, bring this on the record. Um, I think the low point of the summer was getting rejected by Sam Allardyce publicly. <laughs> um, going from having our Champions League, Europa League, La Liga winning manager depart for nothing, taking our top scorer from last season with him to China via West Brom for, you know. Strange purposes. Um, And, yeah. God, I really don't know how many people were above Steve Bruce on Mike Ashley and Lee Charnley's list. I can't imagine Steve Bruce started the season as anybody's second-choice favourite manager, let alone Sheffield Wednesday fans. So... um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think the big problem for Newcastle is... One, it's surprising that we've now spent... I'm seeing between thirty-five and $40 million for Joe Linton. Uh, for Steve Bruce, when we had Rafa Benitez for three managers, and the most high-profile player he could bring in, aside from Miguel Almiron six months ago, was um, Salman Rondon on loan for the Championship Club. And it wasn't even a straight loan. It was a swap loan for Dwight Gale. We lined up for pre-season friendly the other day. I forgot we still have Jack Cole back in the team. Jack Cole (laughs) somehow lucked into being a Premier League footballer again after two years with Nottingham Forest. Um, So the structure of the club is very much still a championship team. There's very few players. I think Martin Debraska is a very good goalkeeper. Um, I don't think he would look out of place in a mid-table team. Um, Fabian Schar was a great player last season. But on top of that, there's nobody who... I don't think there's any player who Newcastle would view as being indispensable. Uh, <laughs> apart from um, George Clinton is my tip for the golden boot this season.
0: <laughs> I mean, he did such last. a good job in Vienna. He must <laughs> do well in the Premier League. Uh,
2: to, have you seen his record in Vienna? Yes, you know, it's awful. Six <laughs> goals and singles. To be fair, he was 20, but he was also playing against Innsbruck. Uh,
1: young boys. I think, uh, yeah. Daniel. I think any team that starts Paul Dummett deserves to win the championship, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, because he, how he's made a career in the Premier League, I will never know. Because he is fucking awful, absolutely uh, awful.
2: Paul Dummett is—he's very old school as a footballer. In that, he's very much from the Gary and Phil Neville school of fullback. Which does not exist anymore. He is alone in that category. One hundred percent.
0: That they had talent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I think mean, the modern fullback nowadays is all about you know he needs to be attacking well, and defending. They can't
0: defend. They don't. They don't defend. The modern fullback it spends its entire life in the other team. <laughs> Paul, Paul
2: Dummett isn't a great tackler, but he's very defensively sound.
0: Isn't a great tackler, <laughs> defensively sound. That's an oxymoron.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. He, he reads the game very well. Positionally, he, he very rarely well, gets be
1: it. a great manager.
2: It's optimistic. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> very optimistic. Paul Dummett reads the game well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's, he's gonna be Steve Bruce's eyes and ears out on the pitch.
1: You know? um, <laughs> is, he do, is he gonna get a bit of cappa ball going with uh with uh, Dummit a left back?
0: Signed <laughs> Alex Bruce, yeah. He's a great player. Very <laughs> solid League One now. Is, is is
2: Alex Bruce still playing?
0: Yeah, I think he's down in League One for the I mean, championship. Probably then, I would assume. I would um,
1: assume. Yeah. what do you make of Bruce as a man? I know you said you heard him. I mean, I've had him at the, you know, Sunderland, pretty awful. Um, Sheffield Wednesday fans would also tell you he's not great. Do you think he could, is there any like glimmer of hope with him as manager? Or do you think it's just a sunk shape and would you rather have Alan Pardew?
2: I, I think a lot of the fans do feel sympathy for him. Like it's not his fault he's coming. <laughs> would we want Alan Pardew back? Yeah. Uh, that's a no. But it'd be, <laughs> give it, give it, given that you have... Uh, Pardew unemployed, Allardyce unemployed, Moyes unemployed, Tony Pulis down in the championship. I genuinely fear that all four of those turned us down before <laughs> we got to the <laughs> death of English managers, which I think Steve Bruce is very firmly a part of. Um, uh, I mean, he's, he's very beloved on Newcastle because, as Jasmine no doubt recalls, he was the manager when Newcastle beat Sunderland 5-1. <laughs> um, how we well, feel about having him in the opposite dugout is a different question.
1: I mean, slowly and surely, you're trying to, because you've failed to beat Sunderland since then, you've tried to like basically bring the manager in. You got Jack Colback. You even got Yedlin in from Sunderland. <laughs> you brought in, um, uh, you're basically just trying to recreate that Sunderland team, aren't you? If, hey, if you can't beat him, join him
0: I think- <laughs> in League One. And,
1: and you will. <laughs> and you
2: will. this, this. this, this. <laughs> I think this August marks the eighth anniversary of the last time we beat Sunderland. Which <laughs> is also when we
1: finished fifth above Chelsea and qualified for the Champions with the Days. That's, that's, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, that's when you told me, Daniel, that Demba, no, sorry, Papi Cissé was the best striker in the world. I'm pretty sure you told me that. <laughs> how, how he has fallen.
2: He scored, um, what, 13 goals in his first 12 games and then. I think 13 goals across training sessions for the next <laughs> <laughs> um
1: You know what, Daniel? You're fitting perfectly to this podcast because that's a lot of negativity about your club, and you know we love that here. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna venture into the blue camp of London, Sonny, You have to be negative. If you're positive, I'm kicking you out of this chat. do go, Talk us through Chelsea.
3: I don't know, I'm quite positive about it at the moment.
1: <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> is that is
3: that all you've got? Like, cause what's called, um, <laughs> like, with the transfer run, he's just got, I think he's got a free year. I think he can, no matter how bad, lead off. So, yeah.
1: Sonny, you're breaking up a bit, mate.
3: Youngster's coming through. There we go. Oh, Okay.
1: Um but yeah, you know, I think I think it's
3: quite exciting. Because Sari was just I think he was driving us into the ground. I agree with that. I did not I didn't like Sari, but I know he came third and but like every other team outside the top two last year were diabolical. <laughs> <So> <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: I mean it's the end absolutely of the season
1: horrendous. The end of the season, Spurs, Arsenal, Chelsea, the United <laughs> Chelsea were f- Awful. They were like all trying to exactly. lose as many yeah. games as they could.
2: Nobody wanted the Champions League I think <laughs> it, was, it was in April. Everybody either seemed to lose or draw. So yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: They're, they're like, we won the Europa League, but it's like, you don't really want to celebrate that. Because it's the Europa League. And <laughs> coming third against like, Solskjaer's United, like it wasn't like a huge achievement. Because we were <laughs> nowhere near the top two. But then again, we'll probably come tenth this year, and we'll get him fired. And who knows what'll do? Lampard tarnishes his relationship with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I think I know. I think it'll be all right. I think if we just bring through the youth and stuff, Cante will probably play actual position this year, which Thank should God. be normal
1: because <laughs> we need him
3: now Because oh, without Hazard, do we are right?
1: we're in trouble. What do you what do you make? Of, horrendous. We'll uh, we'll get onto Hazard in a bit because Cam hates him. But before we do, um, what do you make of Pulisic's signing and do you think he is worth the price tag and will he be decent? Um, well, I think it was quite clever
3: just to buy him because we knew that ban was clearly coming. So they sort of cheated it and just like, yeah, we'll just buy him, right?" <laughs> <early." laughs> um, I think he's 58 and that, like, in this market, I don't think I, it's probably fair for a 20-year-old. Mm. Um, but he doesn't, he doesn't play quite them. well in the Champions League. Yeah, but he doesn't
0: yeah, play I for know, Dortmund. Do think... he... <sighs> no, he plays for Chelsea. Yeah, he did play a lot on this on year. I think He played a <laughs> lot
3: well, a couple of years ago. But he, I know, he looked alright against Barcelona, and it was preseason. It was quite a good system they were going, but I mean, it just I can't. He can't be any worse than Willian. And Pedro's just—he's about fifty now, so <laughs> um, Pedro's been yeah, banging average for a decade. I think we're just gonna so. have to go for youth. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I. Kinda, I think he'll be kinda, alright. I, I kind of agree with you, but also, I mean, we'll leave it for a little bit when I just lambass Chelsea. Um, I do think you, you're right in a sense that Lampard has a free year because uh, you can't really blame him if they suck because he's not really got the tools to do anything with it. Exactly. Um, um, I personally don't think they will do well. I mean, you're right, think, he has the third. So this is I, think we're I think it should be a good factor. It's going to push us through. <laughs> push you through to come <laughs> yeah just feeling good about everything <laughs> um cam why didn't you tell us about a bit of eden hazard why did you love him so much cam cam cam's gone he hates My him mate. that much cam is speechless. Just... That, you're <laughs> right that is how much i hate it. no answer um
0: uh, I think Chelsea will be fine without Eden Hazard because I think uh, he's a lazy piece of shit. Um, <laughs> I think he, he, did, he never really cared about playing. You notice know, the difference between when he turns up in Belgium and when he plays with Chelsea. I think he had one good performance every five weeks and the rest of the time I think he was on holiday. Not even certain he played in the other four games. Um, uh, I don't think Chelsea will miss him, to be perfectly honest. We would have come uh, about 14th without him last year. Yeah, but 14th. <laughs> But like, you
3: can
2: feel positive about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> when, when when Mourinho got sacked, were you not around about 14th with Hazard just? Ooh, I think we were 16th. Exactly.
3: We were sixteen at <laughs> Christmas, yeah, right? I I
2: Too much credit.
3: <laughs> oh, that's yeah, class. But, no, we will we will miss him a lot. He honestly got us where we were, where we ended up last year. Yeah, a little bit.
0: But do you? But do I think, you, be, what, I think you... Lampard will be good.
1: Do you also think, though, because he was that kind of player, Chelsea relied on him? Like, as in, they didn't try and play as a team. It was more just kind of give Hazard the ball and hope he rinses everyone and puts it in the back of the net.
3: Yes. Well, sort of, yeah, but I don't think we could do anything else because I do, still don't know what sari ball was. <laughs> <laughs> like, It was just given to Jorginho and he passed it back to Rudiger. Like, that was it. Because, <laughs> I guess, like, he gets, he touches the ball so much. He's like, yeah, but where does it go? He got like one assist
1: or something. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Is why did he make Kant into a right attacking mid or whatever it that's was? Disgrace. He should never be allowed in football again after that. I just don't get it. You've got one of the best, what, probably the best holding midfielder in the world. Yeah. And you want to play him. That's literally like Juventus. He's at Juventus now, isn't he? Sorry. Am I right? Yeah. So he's, is he going to play like Ronaldo at left back because he feels <laughs> he'll be good at crossing the ball? He'll that get more was... of the ball back there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. would get more That's a shout out for our boys, Jamie and Ruri. Absolute idiots. <laughs> FIFA playing. They played, uh, Sunday, I'll tell you the context, they played Ozil and Ronaldo at centre-back with the thought being they'll get the ball more. <laughs> 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 um, anyway, um, we're going to move on. Um, I was...
2: can, I, can, I, can I just say, I love that you've started the show with there are crises going on at Newcastle and Chelsea. The Chelsea crisis is kind of like you know when celebrities have painkiller addictions and they get <laughs> like high-profile Hollywoods rehab clinics. Get over it. That's like a crisis at Chelsea. You know, like they still have world-class players. They won the. They came third last year. They won the Europa League, and then you compare that to the crisis at Newcastle. <laughs> A yeah, man paralytic on the bathroom floor, and <laughs> then up the heroin, <laughs> walls, and getting sent to voicemail by Sam Allardyce. I cannot stress this last point enough. Big <laughs> 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 Price is ripping English football today,
1: Newcastle. Now that's the negativity you want. <laughs> yeah. <podcast>. love that. <laughs> Lovely stuff, Daniel. That is the best way to end that first segment, Daniel. <laughs> Honestly, I could not ask for a better way. Um, so, what we're gonna do now, lads, is so we all made our predictions for the positions of each team in the league, and for all our like twelve listeners, it'll go up on the Facebook page. Um, so, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go through just like the key ones and like where people have been way off. Um, and just kind of explain yourself and why you think that should happen. So we'll start just with the like with the title race. So we've got City and Liverpool. All of us put them first and second. Daniel had Liverpool win the league. The rest of us had City win the league. Um, to start with, Daniel, thoughts on why you think Liverpool win the league? I think if you, if you're a team that has scored ninety seven points in the Premier League,
2: you don't necessarily have to improve on the last season. I mean. City last year, got uh, the season before, got 100 points. Didn't necessarily play better last year. They didn't get more points, but in a way it didn't matter. When you're talking about points in the high 90s, to repeat that two seasons in a row is incredibly impressive. Um, And I think the way Liverpool set up last year, this is a team that will be as strong this year as they were last season. Um, You can maybe look at the centre midfield as being a bit of a weak spot but the players they have in there like Henderson and Milner I don't think are going to dramatically drop off form because of the style of football that they play so I think Liverpool I put them first by virtue of the fact that I think they will maintain the same level they have last season whereas for City to do that for a third season in a row is going to be a Herculean effort and you also have to remember that City of Los is an incredibly important and influential member of the dressing room—a real leader in there—in the form of Fabian Delph. <laughs> 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 I mean, a couple of others like Vincent Kompany, but you know, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: what did he do?
2: What did he do in the final few games of last season?
1: But, yeah, fuck, uh, I could not agree with you more, De Fabian Delph. <laughs> from that one series of, <laughs> if you've seen the or nothing Man City, I've never hated a player more than Fabian Delph when he starts having like, to go Kevin De Bruyne and De Bruyne just looking at him like, what are you talking about, <laughs> mate? Um, no, I, I mean, I kind of see what you're saying, but my so I think. I'm at the complete opposite end. I think City will maintain what they've done. I think they're just on a different planet. And I think Liverpool are going to fall off, not fall off as in finish third or something. I think they'll still finish second, like 10 points clear of third. But I think they had one of those years where kind of like the Newcastle finishing fifth, where, you know, like everything just goes for you. And like they had like, uh, it all started at the start of the year when Maris guys, the penalty, which would have won City the game against them. Then you have, I don't even know what um, the Everton keeper was doing. What's his name? Um, Pickford. Okay. Pickford. In that <laughs> derby where he... shot into the bar. Yeah, when he just decided <laughs> to just basically score an own goal in the last minute. Um, and then they've had a couple of offside goals. They've had, I remember Alderweireld scoring a 92nd minute own goal, which got them a win. Like, just stuff like that. And, like, you look back, and I kind of looked into City's points drop this year. So, you know, in Christmas when they, dropped, they lost back-to-back games they lost those games to like two absolute worldies. Both of them were goal of the season contenders. Andros Townsend with a right-footed yeah. bullet from 40 yards. Yeah. And then someone for Leicester, I think it was Damari Gray, that scored an absolute peach as well. And you look at all that, you're like, if you look at it in general, and City still came out on top, I just don't see Liverpool getting up there again. I think that was for them, like their shot at winning the title. And I feel like they're going to be about... I'm going to say about... 10 to 15 points off City come this season Um, because I personally don't think they have the creativity in midfield, as you pointed out. I I think Henderson is god-awful. And (laughs) um, as much as I like Firmino, I think Firmino's a very good player, but I think they 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 need a proper striker. Firmino's more like a false nine for me, and he's great to have behind the striker but if they if they still had like Suarez, like they, I think they would be, like they'd have that number nine who could bang in thirty goals. I know you, you say they've got Salah and Manis scoring twenty two each. It doesn't really matter, but imagine having that number nine as well as those two unbelievable wingers, and someone creative in behind in Firmino. I think that's what's missing from this Liverpool team, um, and that, that's kind of where I stand, Sonny, Where do you see? Do you see it being a close one with Liverpool and City, or do you see it being City running away with it? Um, I just, the only thing I think of is City could
3: concentrate in Europe, whereas Liverpool are probably going to want to focus on the Prem, which mm. could be the only thing I think which would see City not win it. I just really don't want Liverpool to win it as well. <laughs> but I disagree. I don't think they need a new striker. I think for me, it like world class. I think it's just some like a new number 10 slash number 8 role sort of thing. Like Coutinho would fit, I think, in that team. There's
0: talk of Coutinho coming back. I don't think he would, though. Yeah, because Barcelona don't want him.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, Griezmann took his number, so, like, I can't see him staying. <laughs> but,
1: um, yeah. If that's ever a statement of get out of the club, <laughs> that be it. Give uh, the new signing your number. Anyway, <laughs> I don't think I'll stay at Barcelona, but I can't see him come back to Liverpool. Um, I mean, who else would you get in? I mean, they tried to get Fekir here in last year, but he's gone somewhere else now for, like, buttons. Um okay. I that. It was for almost nothing, wasn't it? Yeah. It was so 17.5 to real betis
3: It's unbelievable. Yeah. I don't, so I don't really know who Liverpool can get in, but I do think... The I think it's just another midfielder. Just one creative spark.
2: I think the yeah. the thing is, the way that clock plays, I can't really see them going for that big sort of target, number nine type player. They're going to yeah. want... So I, think, I think if they were going to go for anybody, they would go for a sort of firmino light almost. Somebody who uh, plays the pressing game the same as Firmino, who has similar instincts
1: within the goal. Um, you know what they need? They need Aguero. That's what they need. Oh,
0: easy signing. Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, if Liverpool had Aguero,
2: it's a completely different conversation. That's yeah. Chelsea need. Chelsea need Aguero.
1: Chelsea need a lot, Sunny, <laughs> We'll get to that. <laughs> you are... Um- <laughs>
2: Stick with Tammy Abraham. Okay? Uh, Dan-
1: Daniel, yeah. <laughs> Daniel, you wouldn't take Aguero, though, would you, Newcastle. It wouldn't fit in. <laughs> I just, I,
2: no, he's I,
0: talented. There's
2: Tommy Carroll coming back. I mean, with...
0: with oh, with, my yeah. God, Andy Carroll.
2: Oh, Andy Carroll. He's <laughs> a free agency. was that go from my son? I think with um with Andy Carroll and Joe Linton up front,
1: <laughs> <laughs> real <laughs> six-piece in the side. Okay, well... I, championship. So, I think we'll move on to the top four slash six. So... Uh, myself and Cam had Spurs finishing third Sonny for some bizarre reason thinks Chelsea will finish third and <laughs> Daniel even more rogue has Arsenal finishing third so we're going to start with I mean I'll make the case for Spurs obviously but as will Cam we start with Daniel again why do you think Arsenal are going to finish third it is, it is a bit of a rogue choice again <laughs>
0: common
2: theme with Daniel Select (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm possibly going to make a bit of a controversial statement here but I feel like Arsenal offensively in terms of the players they have are as good as Liverpool Uh, I mean Aubameyang Lacazette Mkhitaryan you can make the case for Ozil on paper but he hasn't shown up since 2017 um, if Arsenal if, if 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 Emery can kind of solidify this playing out from the back style. Um, and some of the games they played last season, they were phenomenal. Arsenal on their day, they were an incredible team to
1: watch. Um, yeah, that's like, kinda of, that's kinda of true, Daniel, but I'd I'd like to add, you can have the offensive players. But when three <laughs> of your back four are Kolasinac, Mustafi, and Chambers, <laughs> you are not Msta- winning. Mustafi's worst centre-back back in the league. Mustafi saying, is no. absolutely awful. And big, fat kalaz is just stacked. He can't do anything. He can't move. He can't cross the ball. And he can barely defend. He's possibly the worst left-back in the league.
2: Um, oh, right. I- so, can we just get this on the record right now that Kalasinic is possibly the worst left back in the league? So yes, I would, I I would, Paul ra- Dummett is off the hook now, right?
1: <laughs> I would rather have Paul Dummett at the team <laughs> than I'm not even, I
2: hate him just, so much. <laughs> <just> <laughs>
1: here.
2: Arsenal's policy when it comes to signing centre backs, I find bizarre because you go back to the Invincibles when they had a surprisingly almost world class Colo Turi and Saul Campbell. Since then, Arsenal seem to have had this policy of signing centre-backs who are okay oh, for a lot of money, but they never go for the high-profile players. They never go to Italy and get, aim for solid centre-backs there. They were never really in the bid for someone like Van Dijk or De Ligt, which you should argue they should at least be aiming for or trying to. Instead, they just go for these consistently second-rate centre-backs, but they just have such a high turnover of them, it's hard to keep up. Uh, I mean, Gabriel,
1: signed, um, some... Who did they sign today? That guy from Real Madrid on loan who's meant to be quite good. Danny uh,
2: Yeah, but if, if Real Madrid are willing to let him go out on loan, you also have to remember last season Arsenal signed Denis Suarez from Barcelona on
1: loan, and played him <laughs> three times in the same season. <laughs> so... he was so one of my friends Chris a big Arsenal fan and he comes out with every every week he comes out with a different Arsenal worldie who's going to be the next big thing and we've had like Maitland Niles is going to be amazing we've had like Chambers we've had and they've all been awful even he even said Alex Iwobi was good and like I'm just going to blast Chris on air (laughs) just to let him know that he has awful opinions on football especially (laughs) Arsenal um well um so, move on from Arsenal. Uh, I mean, I'm going to assume you picked Chelsea as number three, Sonny, just because you're a fan, because there's no logical way why you'd think they'll be third. Um, anything. Hmm. Anything. We came to add? last
3: year and we were awful.
1: Yeah, but you're going to get worse. <laughs> You've got worse.
3: Yeah, but we're not going to get worse, though. Because like we're not going to get beaten 6 0 by Man City again. Like, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> we can't be <laughs> where he's meant to be. Can we can't can 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 lose reform-
1: like that anymore. 4 0 for Bournemouth is better. Exactly. Just if it happens. Yeah, I don't want to bring that up. <laughs> um okay, so and, I mean I had I personally think uh I think Cam had the same as me. Uh yeah, we've got Spurs the third, and I think that's gonna happen. I think Spurs they're making Levy's actually spend some money for once. Um and the signing of an and I can't even pronounce that guy's name, and then M- yol, whatever his name is. Another Dembele with an N in front of it. Um <laughs> and And they've been linked with a few other players. They were linked with Diabala today quite strongly. Um, And I think, I just, I love Pochettino. I think he's great. I think Spurs as a team, they kind of know how they all play. The big thing for me is if they lose Ericsson, I think they'll lose that creativity in midfield. Mm. And that could be a big drop for them. And then I could see the likes of Arsenal or Spurs, Oh, sorry, Arsenal of Chelsea or United finishing above them. But, I mean, I'll go with camp first. What do you think? Why do you think Spurs will finish third? And then I'll talk about where I've got. Well, to at first,
0: to I was thinking like Spurs could be title contenders with the squad they have, but then I remembered that they're Spurs and that they've never won fuck all, and neither is Um <laughs> To be honest, looking at them, and I was thinking about the fact that they came below that Chelsea side last year, which is an absolute disgrace. Really, I'm not even yeah. sure I want to put them in third anymore. <laughs>
1: Well, like Spurs, the Spurs were really, really good up until February, and then the wheels well and truly yeah, it's came off. just on. classic Tottenham, though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they yeah. should have won the league yeah. when Leicester won the league. That was their, their yeah, shot. Yeah, Did... Couldn't agree more. I mean, I do think going forward, though, they've got players like, as much as, like, Kane is class, but I think Spurs are better without him. And then the you, play, it, yeah. you play... Well, without him, the style of football is a lot better because when you play Son and Lucas Moore up front, you've got that added pace factor. And I feel like when Kane plays, he is world-class, like one of the best strikers in the league. But the team kind of forced it to him. kind of yeah, like, a Chelsea, like you were Hazard. Hazard. Yeah. yeah, they kind of forced it to him and try and basically make Kane score. Whereas when he's not on the pitch, you saw the games where Kane was injured. Yeah. Son played up front, Mora played in behind. And the he
0: defenders... shouldn't have <laughs> played the
1: Champions League final.
0: I was going to no, say, imagine
1: getting dropped
0: after scoring a hat-trick to get you into the final. <laughs>
2: Um, there's a very strong case to be made that they would not have made the final if Kane had played.
1: Yeah? No, they, I don't think they would have. I genuinely don't think so because what they did against Ajax was pace. Like, Morris' pace like basically like, Daley Blaine is about 50 years old. He can't move. Um, and it was his pace that did it. I mean, when Kane plays, defense can stand a bit higher up because they know they don't have to worry about the ball in behind. Kane is so slow. Um, and they know they can get close. But when Mora and Son play, you're like, okay, like, you need to worry about the ball over top. You know, Ericsson can find anyone. I mean, Ali on his day also. Mm, the I, thing mean, is, I, I think I
0: agree with you about Eriksen. not. If Ericsson leaves, I just don't think Ali is good enough to
1: step up. I, I think the English th- overrate him.
0: Yeah,
1: I do think <laughs> Ali is possibly one of the most overrated players in the Premier League. I'm not going to lie. Like, he's been bang average for two years now. Yeah, um, um, yeah I mean, that's where I at Spurs. Let's talk a little bit about United because what I, I put some uh, my rating. So I've got United finishing uh, fourth. I, I'm really low on Arsenal because I think their defense is awful. Um, I've got United just scraping into fourth, and I've got Chelsea in a seventh. And I'll explain why I've <laughs> oh, got Chelsea in seventh. <laughs> who, who have you got above them? I've got Leicester um, above well, them, and I'll explain why. It. I'll explain okay. why. Okay, I will explain why. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to start, so I think United and Chelsea are essentially in the same situation with a few minor things different. So both have club legends coming back to be managers. Both are going for this like youth resurgence to try and kind of bring back the old days and you know play well, like we no choice Christ. to do that there. Well, yeah, I know, I know, but that's what United's <laughs> going for. And the difference why I've got United fourth and I've got Chelsea seventh. United can spend money, so if it's not going well, or I mean, they've already spent quite a lot of money to try and fit whatever Solskjaer is trying to do. And if it's not going well in January, if Solsha is still there, which I don't think he will be, they'll spend money. <laughs> and they'll, like, you know what? They'll buy big name players because United, even though they've been awful for years, they'll still be. There's still Manchester United players that want to go there. Mm. Um, the thing with Chelsea, I, mean, I honestly <laughs> don't understand. Where this hype has come from for like Lampard to be like God's gift to like, like the Premier League as a manager? Like he's so I'm gonna break it down. So him at Derby, he didn't do anything special. Derby his point total at Derby last year was the fourth highest in the last five years. So it's not like he did anything exceptional. He did literally what Derby been doing for five years. They just scraped into the playoffs, and they've been in the playoffs three of the last five years anyway, and. Luckily, because Leeds leads it, they got to the final. <laughs> <laughs> and then lost to Villa. Um, so as a manager, I don't really think Lampard hasn't shown anything spectacular. Then you chuck him into a situation where their best player's gone. You've got no... That is still there, what are you talking about? Fair enough. <laughs> like, but, like, your best player's gone. You've got no um, way of getting new recruits in. You've kind of got to work with what you've got. I've got the Chelsea lineup in front of me, and it is woeful. It's, like Some of the players... So, Kante, world-class. At the back, I would say Rudiger is quite good. Apart from that, Quita is really good as a right centre-back. I don't rate him as a right-back. He's very Gary Neville-like. He's not. He can't go forward. He's very defensive. Alonso played for Sunderland. That says it all. He is awful. <laughs> um, I do think Emerson is actually quite a good left-back, and I think he should start ahead of Alonso. Um, yeah, I think, okay.
3: Definitely.
1: I, think, I think Emerson's a very good left-back. Um, in midfield, so Ruben Loftus-Cheek looked very promising, but he's injured for the year. So with Canta, you've got Danny Drinkwater. No, he's not. He's back in like September, so is he? I'm pretty sure already was out for a year, but I might be wrong. Um, no, that's Ruben. That's um, Carl Hudson. Are well, no, they both back?
3: They're both back. Like he's he not for the year.
1: He's back sooner than they thought. Definitely. Okay. Well, I mean, I think RLC is quite good, but. Like Kovacic, Danny Drinkwater, and Barkley, that is disgustingly bad. And then Barkley, dr- all right. Barkley, the Barkley's not been all right for about three years. Cam, come on. <laughs> um, I, I, and, I had a, a
2: huge wake-up moment when I realised Danny Drinkwater was still a professional footballer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, I remember so my, he was capped by England. I know yeah. that's awful. Game underside. My, my, um, my, So, my, my, my argument for Leicester finishing above Chelsea, so to start with, I think Brendan Rodgers is a better manager than Lampard just now, because Lampard's got no experience. You don't really know what you can do. Uh, Rodgers has been, he almost won the Premier League. He brought Swansea from the Championship to become a mid-table like, team in the Premier League. He won lots of leagues in Celt- uh, like, at Celtic, but then again, like, I think me and you I can could win can the league at Celtic. Yeah, <laughs> it's not really that impressive. But if you look at it, I, I'll, I'll put it to everyone, right? Okay, so this is... I've got a Leicester line-up, a Chelsea line-up next to me. Uh, all three of you, Schmeichel or Kepa, who would you have in goal? Schmeichel. Kepa. Schmeichel. Kepa is okay. good. I mean, Kepa might be good, but he's a bell-end, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, all reasons. Um, uh, okay, next one. I was would you rather Schmeichel. have Would you Schmeichel. rather Vardy sure. and Iozzi Perez up front, or would you have Abraham and Giroud?
0: Um, oh, I, I, I'd rather pour acid into my eyes than have Giroud on my football team. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's one vote for the Leicester boys. Sonny? Oh. I...
3: Yeah, I'm I have Vardy. I'd have Giroud off the bench, Rude. Giroud is terrible if he plays full <laughs> 90. Last 20, he's
0: good. And if he doesn't play striker, <laughs> play him at center forward or center attack uh, mid, he's great. And then the final. Uh, okay. Uh... On the subject Good.
2: of Yossi Perez, actually, um, a lot of Newcastle fans weren't too sad to see him go and thought 30 million was probably quite fair. Um, and all, the way Perez played when we brought in Almeron in January and changed our system to have the two of them and Rondon up front, he was almost like a different player. Um, but at the same time, he's somebody who you need to have a lot of, patience and confidence in because he's a player that in a normal 90 minute game is going to try three or four fairly risky borderline random maneuvers and flicks and tricks that will not work but it's, it's (laughs) (laughs) uh, it's the one or two that do work is when he gets all the headlines on match of the day and on three minute YouTube highlight compilations um his, he's a very inconsistent over the course of 90 minutes, and he often goes missing. Yeah. And playing him is kind of like, because I'm assuming the way he's going to play at Leicester, he's not an out-and-out striker. He's more of a shadow striker, a number 10 type player, uh, playing in behind somebody else. And he will lose the ball a lot. But you, you, I mean, Brendan Rodgers will know what he's getting with Iosif Perez, but he's not necessarily a safe player. When Perez plays safely, he doesn't play well. It's when you allow him to take risks and, yeah. uh, you know, kind of encourage him when he makes mistakes, is when he plays well. But a lot of fans don't give time for that.
0: And a lot also, of also new- jazz Chelsea have Batshuayi coming back, and we all know how bad he is. <laughs>
1: Batshuayi is awful. <laughs> so miss bad. Belgium. That is one of the, um, w- oh my God, he's awful. <laughs> um, the last thing I was gonna say, so just going back to my Leicester Chelsea comparison that I've got going on. Uh, um so the midfield Kante world of his own, unbelievable footballer, like no disputing that. Around Kante is a load of dog shit. <laughs> Whereas I think mm. I think Leicester's midfield is a lot better because they've got so you've got Damari Gray, Unity great player, and then Madison has been phenomenal since yeah. he's been under Rogers. Yeah. And I, as a team, I genuinely think that Leicester will do better unless Lampard turns out to be like Sir Alex Ferguson 2.0 and makes this like class of '92 by like class of '19 or whatever, and Chelsea like somehow win the league. But I genuinely do <laughs> not see how or where this hype's come from for Lampard. I honestly think. Yeah. I I was very generous with them finishing seventh because if you look at the teams below, Everton, West Ham, and. I think both of them also have the capability to finish well. It wouldn't shock me if Chelsea finished 10th, is all I'm saying. It wouldn't shock Chelsea, me. Chelsea, though, isn't it? They're a big team. Well, that's what I mean. If you, look at the, do well. if you look at the players that are, that I named that told you they didn't play Chelsea and said, where do you think they'll finish the Premier League? I don't think anyone would say they'd finish top six. No, probably not. I
0: think
1: for, um, for me,
2: this season kind of feels different with Chelsea because this is the first season that I'm really aware of Chelsea as a club in the Abramovich era. And every year with Chelsea, you expect them to be challenging for titles and challenging for Europe. This is the first season, and Sonny, like, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think this is the first season where I feel like a lot of Chelsea fans would actually settle for and 6
0: Should I go um, for culture change? I don't know if
2: I'd. You, 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 you kind of said this at the start, like, it's almost like Lampard has been given a free year. With the transfer ban, yeah,
0: yeah. you'd
3: obviously be disappointed not to get Champions League football, but yeah, I can see that. I, yeah, I, you can have a free. You would settle. I don't think I'd settle for it, but like, I wouldn't like think anything. Like, wouldn't surprise you wouldn't call it head. if you did just come there. Yeah, whereas usually did just get sacked. Like yeah. Conte just got sacked for coming fifth, even though he won a trophy, had just won the league the year before, like second most points ever. So yeah, the first I mean, Lampard's has, probably actually gonna no get no real on like
0: every other Chelsea like, manager. Like
3: Lampard wasn't a club legend, he wouldn't have been in the top 200 um, contenders <laughs> for the job.
1: No. <laughs> he's Wait, that's not because so that's,
3: he's a Chelsea legend, but
1: that's what I mean. Would there be this much hype if it was, let's say, like a Mark Hughes coming off a season with Derby that Lampard had, and he got the Chelsea job? Everyone would be like, "What the <laughs> fuck is going on?" Like, we are <laughs> gonna I think it's in the bottom like, half. That
3: is a very. You can look at it both ways, like club legends and then they relegated them, or then like Pep, just like sort of knew knew
1: Barcelona knew the club and then came in. like, yeah. Best team. I've got a for question. The, so, how many years? So, so the last question before we move on to relegation battle and midfield stuff. Um. Uh, there's an interesting thing that I think it was Kelly Cates on Six or Six a few months ago. She was like, Who's a better manager, Rafa Benitez or Pep Guardiola? And mm. I um I think we had this debate and I wanna ask Sonny you and all of us, as a Chelsea fan right now, with the situation with the transfer ban, who would you rather have managing your club, Rafa Benitez or Pep Guardiola?
3: Pep Guardiola. Ooh, really? I don't
1: like Rafa.
3: I don't like Rafa.
1: No Chelsea fan <laughs> likes Rafa. Sonny, get out. <laughs> because <laughs> i i personally i personally would go for rafa because I'd i think rafa because pep pep has to bring pep, in
0: players to yeah, suit exactly. his system rafa can adapt his system to players
1: i mean no question when pep gets his players in his like chelsea would win everything but
0: yeah i do think we you... have the
1: players for pep at
3: the moment yeah i i know what you mean yeah i star
2: you have to remember rafa was under a transfer ban for three seasons at newcastle
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair <laughs>
2: self <laughs> <laughs> Um
1: Yeah, that, Cam, what do you think? Would you Rafa as well? Rafa,
0: yeah. I think Pep Guardiola has to spend 200 million minimum to win a title. I think he's a great manager. I think he plays unbelievable football, but he has to bring in the right players to play his way, and Chelsea don't have them at the moment. hudson Adoy would probably be really
2: interesting. The hilarious thing about Chelsea's transfer ban is that you suddenly realise... You know, for most clubs being under a transfer fa- transfer ban is a bit of a struggle. For Chelsea, you realize they have about two hundred players on the roster. Because a you on line on loan at Tess RM last season. It's
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not really it's not really a struggle. It just means the players that they keep chucking out on loan, they actually get a game for Chelsea. Maybe it um, will work out. Lampard will make him play football. Well I mean that's what he says. <laughs> I, I think it's gonna go one of two ways, and I think it's gonna be either the youth's gonna come in and they're gonna finish third, fourth, fourth, they're gonna play really well, or it's gonna go the complete other way and they'll finish like and they'll be absolutely awful. And I, I, sorry, that's another one. How long do you think Lampard will get? Um, depends how badly it goes.
3: Say, oh, say come like. Top six or ever quite far in some (laughs) competitions this year, and um, he does sort of the same next year. Probably if he does the same as he does this year, which is like probably not that well, he won't get
0: yeah, I'd say that's fair,
3: yeah, unless he competes like very high, like second, like very close to winning a league. But if he doesn't have a trophy, no more than two, I'd say.
1: What do you think about just quickly if we move on to the the lower end of the Premier League, um, about just quickly on United and Solskjaer. Do you think... Well, I don't think he'll last past December. Um, What do you guys think about him? Do you think he has what it takes to succeed? Do you think he'll be in the job at the end of the season? Do you think United will be all right this year or not?
0: I think if United get rid of Paul Pogba, they'll be fine. Bold call right here.
1: Get rid of Pogba.
0: (laughs) Get rid of Pogba. Build your team around players that wanna play there, much like Chelsea with Hazard.
2: <laughs> uh, see I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. I'm gonna say Man United. The way they are is I hate when people talk about the philosophy of the club and about how people understand the club. I think it's all a bullshit. But I think Man United yeah. they need players who have that kind of star quality, that X factor. You look back through history, they've always had it, they've had it. Uh, George Best, Eric Cantona, Beckham, Ronaldo, Zlatan in
0: recent years. Arc Gison, all those, all those players. <laughs> yeah.
2: Bebe, on. Anderson. You need these players who kind of just exude this kind of confidence, and star quality. Pogba is a very typical Man United player. You look back through history is the kind of player that they have typically always built teams around. And I think, you know, even you talk about the class of 92, yeah, but the class of 92 had Cantona leading the line for a bit. Or after that, they had players like Andy Cole and Dwight York. They were always kind of focal points away from the younger players. Whereas you get rid of Pogba, you suddenly put a lot of focus and the pressure on Marcus Rashford, for one.
0: I actually take back what I said, because I just read there they've still got the same defence, and that defence is absolutely disgraceful. And if you're playing <laughs> Phil Jones, uh, uh, you don't deserve to be in the Premier League. Never mind the top six.
2: 50 million <laughs> right-back Aaron Wan-Bissaka.
0: I do not oh, course, a yeah.
2: football team in history have ever signed a right-back and had won the league off the back of that.
0: <laughs> a lot of pressure day. on the young
1: lad. <laughs> well, actually, no.
0: Man United's defence... Could also spend 80 million...
1: 80 mil and Harry Maguire is an absolute joke. Woodward should be like you know the scene from Game of Thrones where she gets shamed. That should be happening with Woodward if he pulls this off. <laughs> Fucking. Off.
2: Harry,
1: Harry Maguire. Maguire. He needs to go fast.
2: In the stadium while
1: Ed Woodward is being marched outside. Yeah, the streets of Manchester.
2: I do uh, not get Maguire. Head.
1: I um, don't get it either. I don't think he's good. Like he has a big head and he can like score headers from corners. But I like sometimes makes like a like a a,
2: to a season. It's not
1: overly prolific. He he does those runs where he's like a blind horse, just like going up the pitch. But like (laughs) he's honestly so I don't get it. He's so bang average.
2: Harry Maguire. But again, this is he's he's an English first team player, and these are the prices they go for. Hmm. True.
1: I mean, mean, okay,
2: I I know it's been pointed out, Maguire won't go for less than 80 million. Matthijs to lift went for 65 and is, in every single way, even at the age of 19, is far the superior player.
1: I mean, undoubtedly. Okay, uh, quickly, we're going to move on, I think, to just, like, not much talk about the mid-table. I think we were all pretty much set on the mid-table stuff. I think I... Personally, I was the lowest on Wolves. I oh, said, really? it, I put Wolves 11th, and I think it's because I think they're going to have that Europa League hangover effect where... Burn, like, you know what Burnley, Burnley got last year? I just don't, don't think Wolves have the squad to be playing Thursday, Sunday. And they'll just drop points that they wouldn't have normally. Um, I mean, 11th isn't that bad because the teams finishing above them that I have are like Everton, West Ham, Leicester. So... I mean, they'll still be comfortably, like, way above 12th. I think there's, like, the little tier of, like, those teams that are yeah. just below top six, but nowhere ever going to get into the relegation battle. And then, as Daniel said, any of the bottom 10 can get relegated <laughs> in your eyes. <laughs> and I honestly could not agree more. Like, let's talk about that a little bit. So, I mean, we all had Brighton going straight down, and I don't think there's much to talk about that, because For sure. Brighton had that, what was it, run of, like, like a thousand minutes without scoring a goal and they, I don't know how they stayed up this year um, then we've all gone for Sheffield United to go straight down and is there any case that you can think of how they could stay up or do you think it's just a stonewaller, they're gone um,
0: if somebody else has a really bad season I think Sheffield might be safe
1: but the one, yeah. I don't think they have the players they signed yeah, Jagielka didn't they So they've got some Premier League experience at the back which I they're like still,
0: they go, Yeah, they don't have the players as Sunny says
1: I think for, for a team coming up from the
2: championship, you either have the teams that spend a lot and stay up, which I think Aston Villa have done. I don't think they've particularly signed you know, very well-known players, but I think Villa will stay up. Or you kind of have the teams that have this philosophy and the style. Wolves mm. so, last season, um, <clears throat> also Huddersfield under David Wagner before, and I think that's why Norwich will stay up because they kind of have this, they
1: have this way of
0: playing their... Norwich training. are
1: gone. I agree with you Norwich. I think Norwich played... Really, I, I mean, Daniel had Norwich 12th, which is bold. I do not want um, to see
0: Norwich play in the Premier League again. They are the most boring football club in the world. Their <laughs> kit is bad. Their team is bad. I do not want to see them in the Premier League any longer <laughs> than a year. I, <laughs> I mean, agree with you, but... Um, I
2: think under, under Daniel Fark they are, because he, he comes very much from the Jurgen Klopp school of football, and I think he does have Norwich playing a very different style to the way they have played before. They did like, have good. is the manager a few years back.
3: Yeah, I, I think, think they've they got the lowest the... budget ever to come up to the Premier League. I heard, yeah. and they just yeah,
1: like, I mean,
3: the I players, at... they, it in the Championship is very different.
1: Yeah, I do agree. I think I had them just finishing up. I think I had them seventeenth, um, but I think they—the one thing, like—they played really nice football, and it, it goes two ways. When you don't come up and don't sign anyone because they just can't, but you look—you know, i always look for like teams at the bottom half, like who's going to score them goals. Because at the end, you could park the bus all you want, but like you need someone who's going to get you ten goals that might keep you up. Um, teamy Pookie, good man. Yeah, yeah, Pookie. I actually think you. I think he's decent. I think he might actually score them the goals to stay up. And that's where I think Sheffield United, Brighton, and so we've all got Newcastle as well in the relegation. Well, actually no, two of us have them in the relegation zone. I just don't think Newcastle have that. I mean, this new guy might be the next Firmino as he's dubbed, but who knows? (laughs) Um, I just don't think if you don't have people who can score you goals, like if you look at all the teams above, so, I mean, you've got Burnley, they've got established Premier League strikers. I mean, they're all Bang average, but they're established Premier League strikers. Um, that's got it, folks and people like that. So. Where it's Ashley Barnes and um, mm-hmm. who's the other one? They've got another one like that, just tall, big, and basically a thug. Um, <laughs> and Brouch retired, so we did. Have yeah, quite um, sure. So.
2: Um,
1: so let's talk Newcastle, Daniel. You have them just finishing above. Is that you just being a decent fan because? I think they're gone. Without Rafa, no, like, tra- like, well, they've assigned someone, but I think they would have been gone long ago if Rafa wasn't there, and now he's gone. I honestly think the writing's on the wall.
2: Um, I was all set to have Newcastle going down, but, because I did, I did my predictions from 1 through 10, and I got to 10 with, you know, Leicester, Wolves, West Ham, Everton. And then for the bottom 10, it was more a case of, who do I not think will get relegated the most because you <laughs> can make any of those bottom 10 teams to go down Palace Bournemouth, Southampton Burnley I think Burnley Burnley they, they had the oldest average squad age last year I think it was about 26 or 27 no 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 it was um, they only had one player who played more than half the games who was under the age of 25. (laughs) Dwight McNeil? He's very good. He He might might leave. Uh. But I mean, every other player was 26, 27 and above. And okay, you can... So I, I feel like Burnley, Sheffield United and Brighton are goners because I don't see any reason why they would stay up. I kind of disagree, carry on, carry on. Yeah, I mean, I I like to come to Newcastle's defence, I like Miguel Almiron as a player. I think he's a very good creative influence on the side. And when we brought him in in January, there was such a big step up in terms of performance. Um, he didn't score, he didn't get any assists, but you look at the way that he plays (laughs) alongside Rondon and Perez, I'm really clutching his straws at you guys.
0: I love it. Um, He can't tackle, but he's got (laughs) defensive positioning. He's a good player, but he doesn't score and he doesn't get any assists. (laughs) 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 Um,
2: I mean, I had Newcastle 17, but I think we'll probably just scrape up because generally we just do enough. Um, Yeah. Burnley, Sheffield, United, Brighton. I see no light at the end of this increasingly long tunnel. And I think-
1: okay, I mean, I, I kinda, do you guys agree with that? I mean, the Burnley one for me, I think they just have players and they have a way of playing. And I do like Sean Dyche. And I think they all They're know the stubborn. way stubborn. I think I'll
3: stay up. Yeah, they
1: yeah, have a way we'll of playing yeah. and they'll just grind out these 1-0 results when they need to. And they'll finish boring 16th or something or 15th. Um, one thing I wanted to ask just you get all... Him. Yeah, they're good at home. One thing I want to ask you also: if you give me, so you've got an average rating, do you have one team that you think, like a big team that could go down? Like, obviously you don't, like, you know what I mean? Like, for me, it would be Ith Palace. I think Crystal Palace may be mm, yeah. go down. If Wilford Zaha leaves, they rely so heavily on him. I know they've got good players, but for so long, they've been relying on Zaha's goals, and yeah. I don't think they'll go down, but I, like, that's my big, kind of big, established Premier League club that I think might get very close to the relegation zone. What about you guys? So I'll start with Sonny.
3: Um, I think P- Palace is a good shot. I'd say, P- say Palace, yeah, just depending on how. Because if that had one, sleeves. So would be opinions. happy playing.
0: <laughs> it's a good opinion. I don't you just, care. You just got in there <laughs> I just, first. You I
3: don't
0: <laughs> <laughs> um
3: I don't know. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna go with Southampton.
1: Okay.
3: Yeah.
0: I I just I feel like I think Southampton are quite long. Long.
3: They could obviously go down, I think, because they're terrible last year. Yeah, that is true. Pal's the only team who were alright last year that I think could go down this year. Yeah.
1: I, 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 maybe uh, maybe Watford, put... but yeah. yeah, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say Watford, they finished Watford. quite high up. What do you th- I think Watford could be one of those as well, just because they've got an aging team. I don't really, uh, I don't know. I don't think they will go down there. I think I, that's why I no, no. not. But.
2: When it, when it, I mean, Watford, it depends which Watford's turn up. If you have the Watford's that took part in the first half of last season, when they were kind of up there with Wolves and Ban United, in mean, that mm. kind of bizarre, like, November 6th of an 8th scrap. Um, easy because they play a nice style of football they do well. Watford in the second half of the season were diabolical <laughs> and also I appreciate that they have had the weirdest transfer of the summer and that Herelio Gomez was let go at the end of the season had a farewell in the FA Cup final or semi-final or whatever and then they kind of looked around and went right, how could <laughs> upgrade on Gomez could not, so resign Gomez then they <laughs> Um, so I don't I don't think Watford have particularly improved from last yeah. season. Um, and I have no reason to believe that they will start playing a significantly better brand of football than they were playing in the second half of last season.
1: So nice. Yeah, I kinda I kinda of, kind of think that's what I was thinking as always with Watford. Um, we're getting coming up to the hour mark of the podcast and we'll try and kinda of wrap it up a bit. Um, the last kind of thing that I was gonna talk about is like Let's have some predictions. So going first um, is going to be who do you think is going to be the surprising team if there is one? What team do you think is going to do like what Newcastle or has a has a chance of doing like what Newcastle did, finishing fifth <laughs> one year? Um, you know what I mean? Like you can be as wild as you want your predictions. It might come true or not. Who do you think has that chance? And it could be finishing like, like a uh, Norwich finishing ninth could be the rogue one. It doesn't have to be finishing top five. Um, any like, bold predictions with that kind of thing? So we'll go with Cam, then Daniel, then Sonny.
0: Uh, I might pick West Ham to come seventh. Oh, okay. I don't think that's too bold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's too bold. <laughs> okay, Man United to get
1: relegated. <laughs> 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 I mean. <laughs> Okay, I mean, now you're just taking the piss, but fair. Um, I mean, uh, what about you, Daniel? Uh,
2: I'm going to go with two of the promoted sides. I'm going to say Aston Villa, because I think they've spent big and they've shown ambition. Villa could also easily go down for that kind of club, but I reckon Villa could possibly almost not do what Wolves did last season, but I think they could break top ten. Um... And I think in terms of the most likely to quote do a Wolves quote would be Norwich, again. I think Norwich. Because they they, kind of have that identity, that style of play. These are the quotes you're going to read
1: back to me in nine months' time. I mean, I'll Uh, let Sonny go for his before I come with mine, and I absolutely get all of you fuming. (laughs) I'm going to say Lester to come third or fourth. Oh, oh, that, was
2: that
3: was mine.
1: That was mine, Like, Arsenal
3: will then come 11th or something. Have a Chelsea fifteen, <laughs> sixteen kind of season. <laughs> so, if, our, if Leicester come up there, it means
1: Arsenal are done. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal are relegated. That's said, so. Um, nah, not relegated. But... Yeah. Okay, uh, my one is, it was going to be Leicester, but I'm going to say Everton are going to finish... Fifth.
3: That's laughable. Um,
1: <laughs> actually it it
2: is not. It's an incredibly astute observation because as we discussed same, earlier. Fabian Dell. Fabian Dell. Yeah Fabian you
1: know, <laughs> Dell has moved to Everton. <laughs> um no He's I, breaking I, I his like, leg at Villa Park. <laughs> <laughs> I I like Marcus Silva. I think Everton have had moments last, last, last year where they played really, really well. They've got some quality players there. They're basically got Barcelona B team going on there. Um, I think they, I think they're gonna, yeah. I mean, that's my bold prediction. I don't think it'll happen because I think the only team that can break into the top six is Leicester, and at the expense of Chelsea. But I'm not, not sold that. on
0: the Leicester hype yet.
1: But my bold prediction is Tottenham come ninth
0: Ooh. when they sell Christian Eriksen.
1: Oh yeah. Uh. <laughs> and the last one. Uh, so the last little thing I want to get you all to do before we call it um, is who do you think is going to be the manager, the best manager in the Premier League outside the top six? Steve Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Steve yeah, Bruce uh, will be watching the Premier League from his TV come November.
2: I feel like I've really nailed my flags to the <laughs> North post-
1: um, I'm going to go with Daniel
3: Farks okay I'm going
1: to say uh, Frank Lampard he's oh. top six you mug
3: I don't know if I think he is actually
1: <laughs> <laughs> well top six last year sorry, so you can't use Lampard yeah I know Fred um, Pellegrini oh yeah nice I'm going to go with a team we've not spoken much about actually I'm going to go Eddie Howe I'm going to say Bournemouth and anyhow, I really like him. I think he just plays, the, he just plays good football. Like I, th- I, sh- I think he should have got the United job, which is rogue over Solskjaer, but I think he should have got it. He has more experience. He plays really nice football, and he knows how to get the best out of young players. Yeah. Cam?
0: I'm going with the Wolves manager, uh, Santo. I think Wolves are going to be decent this year.
1: Do you think they'll do much in Europe? And do you think it'll hinder them? Uh, no, I think they'll go out
0: quite early in Europe and then focus back on the Premier League. Might not qualify. They're in Northern Ireland yeah. next week and they're qualifying. <laughs> sure. well, we yeah, saw what happened to I Kilmarnock have... in Wales. Yeah, true. Also <laughs> that, Daniel, is where Alex Bruce is. He was losing to a semi-pro Welsh side for Kilmarnock. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alex Bruce
0: did that. Yeah, plays for Killing.
2: You'll um, be losing to Arsenal on the opening day of the season. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs>
1: um, well, I think um, so. We'll just quickly go around the, the sorry, the final thing I going to uh, FA Cup winners. Just fire them at me. Yeah. FA Cup winner, Chelsea. Fucking hell. Okay, <laughs> I was in Leicester.
2: This is a tough one. Okay.
1: Um,
2: Thank you. I think Spurs are going to give up on their league chances. They're going to realise they're going to be kind of the same as usual and they're just going to focus on winning a trophy for The so Spurs.
1: Oh, well, Spurs. I mean, I like that, but I don't think it's going to happen because they love bottling it. Uh, Sonny? I don't want to go right? Hmm. <laughs> You're going, going, for... you going to say city, aren't you?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I suppose looking at them now. I don't, I don't want to say. I go for Watford.
1: Oh, I like it. Uh,
3: yeah. A bit of what's it called? Fair. A bit of vengeance. A
1: bit of vengeance, yeah. Well, I think that's all we've got time for. And it has honestly been lovely to add to you, both Daniel and Sonny. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, And I think that is all for me and Cam until our next podcast, which will be the Ashes preview which it's going to be fun because we have uh, Sam's coming back, Sam McClellan. And oh, good stuff. Emily Bowe, I don't think you've met her yet. She's the one I had a, an hour-long cricket chat in espionage with. So she knows her stuff um, <laughs> and she'll be joining us. Uh, but thank you very much, guys. And that is the uh-huh. end of this podcast.